Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Now, chances are you've heard of commercial real estate, but do you really know what commercial real estate is? Now, I know I had my assumptions, but today's guest is going to set me straight. He might even set you straight because I'm pretty sure we don't know what all of the six different commercial asset classes are. And that's what our guest here today, Neil Timmons, is going to be sharing with us. Neil is a very successful real estate entrepreneur. I love your backstory, Neil. We'll make sure we got the bio in the in the show notes. But uh, <laughs> Neil's one of those smart guys who got out of school, became a banker. And if I'm not mistaken, Neil, the same year you got into banking, your mom got into real estate that's, as a realtor. That's exactly so you're right. Both brand new in your new careers. I'm assuming I could be wrong that you came out of university into that job. Is that is is that right? right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And your and your mom did whatever she did to get her realtor license, which was a hell of a lot less than what you did to get the banking job. Yes. And fast forward one year later, somehow you're comparing pay stubs, and you realized your mom in her first year in her business made twice as much as you did as a banker. Is that correct? Yeah, and she was a stay-at-home mom for 20 years prior to that. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that kind of brought the realization to your mind that real estate, there might be something to this real estate thing. Credit to you. You jumped right in, very, very quickly became a top realtor, real estate team yeah. in your area in Iowa. And then you also saw that, hey, being a realtor is good. Being a real estate investor might even be gooder because there's even all sorts of opportunities there. You got into single family homes and flips and this and that, and the other thing. And then most recently, you found out, a, well, quite a while ago, but the, your, the thing you're focused on most now is commercial real estate. Is that correct, Neil? It, you're spot on. That's that's absolutely correct. I, I It's the evolution, I think, of us in real estate. For me, it was crawl, walk, run, right? You know, from an agent to an investor on the single family side and then into to commercial now for for the last four or five years. All right. Very cool. Now, what I really want to dive into with you today is the different classes of commercial real estate, because we talked a little bit about this off camera and I wasn't aware. Well, I know of all of them, but I wasn't aware that they are all classified under commercial. So if you don't mind, Neil, can we kind of just kind of go through the different yeah. kinds of commercial real estate and maybe just a 30,000 foot perspective yeah. pros and cons of each one so yeah, absolutely so we focus on six the six major asset classes of of commercial real estate that's the overwhelming bulk of commercial real estate in the country yeah so apartments right everybody knows about apartments yeah yeah commercial residential there, commercial right, there residential you there you go yep absolutely and then mobile home parks or mobile home communities however okay. you want to refer to it self-storage units and retail so mm -hmm. we're all familiar with retail industrial and office Okay. Well, there well, you go. So yeah. I, and I, for whatever reason, I, it makes sense now that you've said it like that. Yeah. That's all commercial, but I hadn't connected the dots and put those all in, in commercial real estate. So, all right. Which, well, let's go, let's, if you don't mind, let's go through yeah. each one a little yeah. bit. Have you got experience with all of them or have you, or a few of them that you haven't? Well, we own, we now, as of yesterday, we now either have owned or currently own all of them. We just closed on our first mobile home park yesterday. Hey, congratulations. Yes. Thank you yeah, very much. So exciting. yes, we've got ownership interest in all of them, actually. Now that I'm, I'm just running through it in my mind. Yes. We own all the asset classes. Yep. So what, I, what I'd love to talk about with you coming from this unique perspective that you have, 
is what you like and don't like about each one of those classes. Perfect. And if somebody hasn't taken a jump into commercial yet, where you would suggest they get started with. So why don't we start with a, a parvins because everybody's kind of familiar with those. So everybody's familiar with that. You know, for people coming out of single family, it's the easiest next bridge to take mm. is to into apartments. So from a pros and cons standpoint, you know, the pro is it's it's an easy next step. It's an easy next leap for somebody. So how many you how many units would be the minimum for it to be classified as classified as commercial here mm -hmm. is five. Yeah. Got it. And the pros are that's that's one of the big pros. And the next pro is financing is pretty darn simple. It's in comparison to other forms, other forms of commercial real estate. Okay. And that, and if inflation's on your mind, it's a really good spot to place dollars and cents because it can keep up inflation very well because your leases are typically either month to month or year to year. So you can adjust your rent rates relatively quick. Hmm. Cons depending, are depending how, if you're in an area that's got rent controls or not, right? You're correct about, yeah, yeah you're right about that. There's always some nuances in there. Yes. You know, the downside is tenants, termites, and toilets, right? It's it's people. <laughs> yeah. It's you're dealing with stuff. It's it's can be management intensive and depending on your quality of your asset, kind of A, B, or C, A B and brand new property, a good attract typically the best tenants. B kind of the next step down and C far more labor intensive, far more re greater repairs. It can be daunting. And there's a lot of there's a lot of mom and pops who who live in that. C class in that B class area. And oftentimes they can represent really good buys when we're buying property. Mm, very good. All right. Perfect. So there's, there's apartments. What would be the next class that we should be? Uh, let's talk about, about mobile home parks. Yeah. You just got one. Yes. Yeah. Just, just picked, just picked one up, just <laughs> nice. closed on it yesterday. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile home parks. I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm here in the U.S. It's it's the U.S.'s last stance at affordable housing. And, you know, same same in Canada, man. Yeah, it's no yeah. different up here. Yeah. yeah, so that's what it looks like. So it's, it's really last stance at affordable housing. And you know, the pros are if you can buy it correctly. And, and what I mean by that is we want to be in the business of leasing land. I don't want to yeah. own a trailer. I want to own a park, which just means the land. And I want to lease that land back to somebody else who owns that trailer and they lease their rent, their ground from us on a monthly basis. And from that standpoint, you know, although they're called mobile homes, they're not particularly mobile, right? Yeah. They are very expensive to move. And so the odds have it, somebody's going to stay there. They're going to stay an extended period of time. The cons on it are depending on your utility structure from an infrastructure standpoint, that's always the biggest challenge. What's your sewer like? What's your water like? Those are the, those are the biggest challenges. Water lines up here in the north. I'm in Iowa. It gets pretty cold here. Not yeah. as cold as where you are, but it gets pretty cold. You know, water lines can break. Yeah. And water lines, excess water bleeding out, you know, burning, burning oil, if you will. And it costs mm -hmm. money. So there's some moving, moving pieces there. And uh, you're getting, what's, what's the financing like for mobile homes? Is that more challenging? Oh, well, that, what, yeah, great yeah. question. Far more challenging. There are a lot of banks who will not touch mobile homes because you're dealing with some people, just some of the banks just don't understand it and they don't yeah. want to work to understand it. So you're dealing with a limited banking pool in relative. We've gone from two ends of the extreme, by the way, 
apartments are the easiest to finance bubble homes parts out of all six of these asset classes are the the hardest to finance interesting i didn't know that okay so very very cool Broken you're gonna end up with a little more money down on it not impossible by any means just a little more challenging now have you found well you're just getting into this one but do you find any challenges with municipalities with mobile home parks as well like yeah, municipalities can be your friend, and here's why. Because most municipalities will not allow new mobile home parks to be developed, to go in. Right. So they're your yeah. friend in this sense, that they block out your competition uh-huh. from coming in. Go. They're going to allow you to operate to exist because it's odds have it it's been there for a long time. We just The one we just bought is just outside the city, so it's in the county. It's been there for nearly 40 years. It's kind of grandfathered in. Grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. What would you like to talk about next? Which oh, let's talk about two. let's talk about self storage units. Beautiful, yep. Self storage units. I don't know about up north where you are, but in the U.S., people have way too much stuff, and so once they hey, fill hey their- dude, pretty much just assume that everything up here <laughs> is pretty much exactly the same. Just some of us talk a little funny. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, you you buy a box that you live in, you fill that box up full of stuff, and then you got to go rent a box to fill that thing full up of, of stuff. And that's what happens. Yeah. People just have a lot of stuff. I, I had a, an acquaintance of mine. His mother had a big house full of crap yeah. and six storage units for all the other crap that didn't fit in the house. So wow. yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. stuff, stuff. Yeah. Good yeah. business. <laughs> Good business. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the positive of the storage units is that, you know, you're renting a little, whatever, 10 by 10 metal box to somebody. And from a management standpoint, it's pretty darn simple. You're in a quasi retail business because you have to lease these things. Sometimes they're month to month. So you're you're going to end up with more turnover. It's more of a consumer facing retail type business. Mm-hmm. So you've got a real estate with a, you've got a business with a real estate play is really what it is. So it, it's getting your head wrapped around how are we going to manage that piece? For us, we manage it remotely. Yeah, we've got one multiple states away. Everything is largely done through online. People can rent everything online, yeah. and they get a code, and then and they go in and cameras punch that- and stuff that you yep. guys can observe yep. things. They go in, punch that code in. The gate opens. They go to their unit. Now, is is the one that you guys have? Is that like a typical storage unit, or is it one in an urban center that's kind of vertical versus, or which which kind do you guys have? Great question. It's typical typical setting. Yeah. Typical setting, come in, just giant metal box after metal box for six rows down the line. Yep. All right. Pros and cons. Yeah. Pro pro management uh, can be really, really simple there. The con would be, you got to be able to buy it right and understand the area. The con historically have been, they're very inexpensive to buy or excuse me, to build historically yeah. speaking. That's not, we've, we're seeing inflation. We're seeing numbers run up. So historically speaking, your competition can historically can change very quickly. Right. And impact, I mean, impact. Somebody could build a new one right across the road from you. And and, and since it's it's a commoditized business, hmm. it's a little tough. Right. Right. Now, big advantage. Now, let me know if this is true. I've interviewed yeah. a number of, of self-storage investors. The number I hear quite regularly is per square foot. You can actually rent a self-storage for about the, the equivalent of what you would rent an apartment for in the same area. Have you found that to be true? Yep. yep. You guys Absolutely. Know? Totally and, accurate. Yes. And no tenants to deal with, no toilets to deal Correct. with, no <laughs> utilities to deal with, just a box with maybe a light bulb if they're lucky. You're exactly right. Yeah. We don't, you know, water doesn't exist at the property for us. The only way to pay us is by credit card or by ACH online. So you mm-hmm. can't pay cash and you're not going to ever see a person. 
Yeah. Well, that's pretty sweet. And what are some of the, what are some of the pitfalls? Uh, You know, the pitfalls, really the new construction, your ability from a, from that standpoint and knowing that you have to buy it also, you know, for your ability to buy it right. I like being able to buy it in an area that there isn't going to be much building activity to come. And it's an area that's highly visible. So your, your ability to have a sign is your number one marketing asset. Yeah. So it's location, location, location. You're exactly definitely. right. When it comes yeah, to that. You can mention sure. retail, kind of like a little bit yeah. on the retail side of yep. things. Okay. Yep. That's exactly right. How's the financing for this kind of asset? More traditional. Uh, yeah. More exactly. traditional bank financing that you would yeah. see across the kind of the rest as we round out everything else is, is going to look awfully similar to one another, okay. you know, five-year or 10-year fixed rates, 20 to 25-year amortization schedules. Pretty typical as we as we round out the next the, the next few asset classes. Perfect. What are we going to talk about next? Let's What's talk that? about industrial. Let's do that. Yeah, because that's, that's something is, that I think most of us don't really know very much about. So industrial is terrific. It's sexy. Yeah. I love it. It's actually unsexy, and that's probably why I love it. <laughs> that makes from, it sexy for in yeah. in, in uh, last year, twenty twenty one apartments led in rent growth. Industrial was number two on the list out of all mm. other asset classes. We've moved off, you know, from going places to buying things online, right? Okay. And all yeah. those things online have to get put in big, big giant warehouses. Distribution centers have to take place. They're versatile. I've seen, I've seen warehouses, you know, industrial spaces turned into call centers where there's hundreds of people that just become wow. a cubicle haven, right? Put a little. So when when you're saying on. industrial, is that kind of what you're thinking of as a warehouse? Yeah, exactly. And that's, it's, it's, it's a broad category because a whole bunch of things can fit in it. But my, ideally for us, it is a, it's, it's a vanilla giant industrial giant box warehouse with a very tall ceiling on it. With a bunch of boxes inside that giant box. You got box. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's not so much about in industry building stuff and, yeah. and sparks flying and. You're, you're exactly right. A couple, yeah. yeah. A couple of examples of uh, properties that we own. Yeah. One is a, it's an industrial building, but it's a bakery. The largest grocery <laughs> store in town operates your bakery out of the building. Another one would be heavy equipment sales and service. They operate in a, in another building that, that we possess. So what I like about it is there's tremendous versatility inside of a big giant box. Right. So one tenant, leaves or goes out of business or whatever it's not that tough to retrofit that that property to get somebody else in yep exactly right pros uh, as a result of that is it they often sign very long leases so 10 years is not uncommon 15 years and is 20 years in some cases they can sign very long lease terms the downside is if you end up with a vacancy it can take a while to fill a vacancy depending yeah. where we're at in a market cycle right That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. Yeah, been there, done that. That's for sure. All right. What what comes next for you, Neil? Uh, let's talk about retail. Yeah, that one's that one's kind of 
depending on who you talk to, kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, what, it, what, what's your take on it? And it's multifaceted in the sense of what there's a lot of things that fall into retail. For example, a single tenant retail building, an example, a Dollar Tree comes to mind. We've, we've yeah. got a property, a Dollar Tree in our portfolio. That sounds you know, like a good one. There, it, credit tenant. Uh, we yeah. bought it with a fresh 10-year lease on it. So you've got a credit tenant nationally publicly traded. And then uh, they've got a long lease on that. Terrific, terrific piece. But again, you know, uh, the downside of that is if they leave, what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. There's only so many people who want a 10,000 square foot single tenant retail space. And so for, for those who shy away from those single tenants, you can end up in a multi-tenant building, right? Mm-hmm. Say a, a 10, 12, 15,000 square foot retail space where you have four, five, six different tenants. You like a strip mall or something like that. Strip mall, come, perfect example. Strip yeah. mall where you, you got your AT&Ts, you got your Subway, your Dairy Queens, places like that who end up in those things. Mm-hmm. And so depending where you're at, it can be very positive. We tend to look for things that are somewhat, I don't call them recession proof. I call them Amazon proof. So is Amazon going to put term. us, is Amazon going to put this place out of business? So veterinary clinics come to mind. Some of the service of the, businesses, yeah, service business, Jimmy John's a good example. You know, I, I don't think Amazon's going to come in and, and send you Jimmy John's. I think Jimmy John's does a pretty good job at that. Dumb question. What's a Jimmy John's? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't have it up North. Uh, no, like, I a, don't. like a subway. Okay, got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. they that, that's, but yeah, they're probably one of their biggest competitors. Yeah, so All a little right. sandwich shop, someplace that they like, right? Yeah. Now, do you find with well, do you have any of those kind of properties, like the strip molly type things, or good, they? Good question. We just uh, sold one. I, I bought one. You know, we held it about two and a half years. We made a tremendous. We made improvements on the property. Had a tremendous exit of the property. We closed on that. I want to say June or July here of this year. Yeah. Um, so we just went full circle on that. All right. Very good. Yeah. yeah. I've lost I've lost count. Where are we at? Have we gone through all six or we, we have at? office left? Oh, there we go. Thank you. Office left. And so office is probably the of all the asset classes, the most beat down asset class that exists mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Because of COVID, right? COVID has sent people home. They work from home in their pajamas, right? They don't go to the office anymore. They don't sit around the water cooler today. I think. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. If one's make placing a bet in an office, you know, I'm I'm suggesting it should be either with an existing leases in place with really good tenants, or you better have a long-term perspective and you better you better absolutely buy the thing right. Man, know that it could take a few years for for this thing to for this industry, if you will, from an asset class standpoint to come back. I see I see some people taking office buildings and converting them into apartment buildings. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I, yeah. I, I think that's terrific, both from a, you've got an opportunity to reposition that into another asset class that does super well. And at the same time, you're taking square footage out of an asset class. And mm. that that ultimately also helps the asset class. Yeah, I was just recently in Calgary, Alberta, and, and they right. got decimated by the oil turn down yeah. a, a couple of years ago, plus the pandemic and the whole thing. And the downtown was just like a ghost town. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think what you have seen is uh, employees have had tremendous, tremendous power, right? Mm-hmm. Unemployment's like all, near zero. Yeah. And so employees hold all the cards, if you will. They don't want to come back to work in many cases. And you're, you're starting to see I mean, over the course of the last 60 to 90 days, big tech has laid off tens of thousands of people, unemployment starting to creep up. And I think if that 
continues to play out, employers have a little more power, if you will, and they're going to get they get more done with people at the office. I think that's that's the general consensus, and I think you'll see over a period Rise of time, of yeah, shock, <laughs> big shock. Uh, over that over a period of time, that that people will come back to an office, but it. You know, it, could, it might be a hybrid. I don't know if it'll ever bounce back to where it was. That's for sure. I, but it's, I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool, Neil. Well, thank you very much for kind of yeah. unwrapping the six different types of commercial real estate asset classes. I really, really appreciate that. I know you've got a lot of information, a lot of resources around this. Yeah. I know you've You've written a book, not particularly about that, but about hiring people and sure. finding unicorns. So if, if people want to find out and more about you and connect with you, Neil, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, absolutely. You you want to learn how to, you know, great. You got all six asset classes. I always suggest everybody narrow it down to one. Find the one that absolutely is best for you. Get focused in it. For me, my comfort level ends up being my backyard of Des Moines, Iowa is my comfort level. And so I learned multiple asset classes to be able to, to be able to buy those and ultimately get comfortable there. And so I, I help people find that. And if you want to learn how to, what I call get rich in the 20 X niche, because it's not about just buying commercial real estate. It's about buying commercial real estate. Right. right. And so, you know, I wrote a little white paper. You can get that on my website, legacyimpactpartners.com forward slash gift G I F T. That's the best place to get it. Perfect. I'll make sure we include that in the show notes. Neil, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Dave, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks so much for having me. All right, everybody. Take care. Check out what Neil's got to offer. Check out his podcast as well. Real Grit Podcast. Fantastic show. And thank you very much for tuning in. Take care. Talk to you next time. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, InvestorAttractionBook.com. Take care.